Hello, everyone, and welcome to Curio City. Today, we have Erin Claire, and she's going to be talking about all the things human design. Um, you can call her Erin. She's Erin Claire Jones. Is that correct? That's correct. Erin? Yeah. Okay. Erin Claire Jones on Instagram, and you can find all of her human design work. But we're going to dive right in. Of course, we're going to talk about where to find her and all of the things that she does at the end of the episode. Um, but Erin, welcome to Curio City. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So glad that you're here. We're going to talk some things about my chart because I get you all to myself for an hour. So I'm going to talk a little bit about it, um, but mostly we're going to talk about you. Uh, we're going to try to focus on your story, your journey and um, how you got here. So let's go ahead and get started and for those who have no idea what human design is and they're like, what are you talking about? Can you just give us a quick, it doesn't have to be quick actually, just give us a description of uh, what human design is and how it can benefit individuals and companies. Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're uniquely wired to thrive, whether it's how you work, how you parent, how you cultivate relationships, how you make decisions, all the things. It really gives us each our own unique roadmap to finding our flow. And so it can be such a powerful tool on an individual level to just know how to do things in a way that uniquely works for us. But it's also such a powerful tool for relationships, whether it's romantic, family, or working relationships, because it really helps us understand each individual's operating system in a way that makes things far more harmonious because we stop expecting others to be things that they're not. Um, and human yeah. design is incredibly specific. You know, it's not just five types you know there's so many layers underneath it and it really you know no two types are really the same so it really gives us so much nuance in who we are oh my gosh i'm so excited to dive into it all because human design has been the first uh, we were just talking before we started recording we were talking about how I, i'm a projector you're also a projector mm -hmm. um it is the first personality type thing, you know, when it comes to like type in your birth chart or your birth time day and all that. And so first one that helps me lean into and embrace the softer side of who I am. Um, and to give you a little bit of like more information about me, um, I'm a Virgo. I am a Capricorn moon. I am an INTJ on Myers-Briggs. I'm an Enneagram five. There's like so much. It's all about like it's very like brainy. I'm a very like brainy person, like methods, routines, wellness, all those things like mean a lot to me. And that can be like very go, 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 um, very success driven or, uh, and like career driven, but being a projector and just like the surface level, right? I've, I'm still getting into all of it and learning so much about it, but at the surface level of me learning and learning about being a projector, it's like, it's been so good for me because I'm like, oh, I need space. I need time. I need like I like to be for me personally, like the invitation part that I like to be like invited into something. Yeah. And that's how I feel like it's meant for me. That's not like talked about in any of the other personality things. It's always like, go get it, go chase it. Like you're going to make it happen. And this is the first time I was like, oh, my gosh, no, that makes a lot of sense. And mm -hmm. it's helped me lean into like that softer, slower, spacious side of my personality. So I, I'm so into it. Oh, I love that. I also think human design kind of reveals a lot of complexity of who we are. It often reveals things that can feel 
contradictory, but just need balance. And I yeah. think, you know, to your point around the invitation, I know we'll talk more about it all, but I think what drew me to human design is that it doesn't just give us information. It gives us actual tools and ways to use that information and actually apply it in our lives. And I find that so useful because I think it's so fun to learn all these things about ourselves, but if we don't know what to do with it, it will like fall out of our brain very quickly. But I yeah. think we really have tools like, oh, like this is actually how I make decisions, how I create opportunities, like how I best process information, how I best communicate. Like it just changes our day-to-day lives so dramatically when we actually yeah. integrate that stuff in. Yes, I love it so much. And the burst of energy that I, I guess, I don't know if that's a projector thing, yeah. like the burst of energy and then like needing the rest time. I was like, that's so me. I get like a normal person's job done in like three hours yeah. and it would take a normal person like a week or two to get like, and I'm like ferociously getting things done. And then I'm like, ah, like I need time. Don't talk to me. I need space. Like I literally was just on this like super focus. And I was like, I don't know. I, I find that so like fascinating. Um, and you are being a projector. I have found your work and your, like, uh, your social media, when I discovered that you were a projector, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I enjoy how you speak about projectors yeah. and how you kind of approach our needs, um, things like that. I That's when I, yeah, just when I discovered that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense that she's also a projector because she has a good perspective of who we are. Totally. It's easier to talk about, for sure. How did you discover it? Like, how, how did human design come into your life? Like, what... What led you to make it your life's work? Yeah, it was definitely not the plan. I discovered human design very serendipitously in 2015. I was sitting at a friend's gathering in New York City and had a stranger sit next to me and ask to read my human design chart. I had never heard of human design, nor had anyone I knew. But I think like many of us, I was curious. I was like, okay, what does it say about me? You know, like, fine. Yeah. (laughs) And he proceeded to give me the most accurate, insightful, confronting reading I'd ever received. And I say confronting because I was not living my design at all. I was not Mm. projector nature. So I felt like so seen and also so called out all at once. And he actually ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. I think you're meant to share your design. Like I want to be your teacher. It was like a whole cosmic moment. And I just want to preface that by saying, you know, or caveat that by saying it's not a predictive system. He was not, you know, predicting my future. He was just trusting his own gut instinct and observing a lot of potential in my design. But he invited me into human design in a really direct way, you know, and we as projectors are here to be invited and it felt right. So that was my first introduction and he became, wow. And then it's been a wild journey ever since. That's amazing. How long ago was that? That was nine years ago. Okay. And you've just like, it's you've not like looked back like it's been your passion since then it has been my passion since then but i cannot say it's been a smooth road as it often (laughs) isn't you know for many of us but um you know i a couple months after i met him i had been consulting for a few companies at that time and i dropped that all and went in full-time building a company with him and our focus was human design for business how we can use human design Mm -hmm. to build more effective teams and it was so fun and it was also so early and we also like didn't really know much about business. And so we were struggling both in terms of making our business sustainable. Um, and then in 2017, I got another job offer and I actually walked away from the human design business because like we just weren't able to support ourselves as much as we'd like to. And I was mm. like, the system is amazing, but also like we obviously haven't figured out how to 
make it a business, you know? Mm. And so um, I kept studying human design. I took this new job that was with somebody who loved human design. And then about three months later, I started my own practice. And then I built that alongside the job I had until it really grew. And then I left the job and did it full time again. So it's been a journey, but you know, so many lessons along the way. And, you know, I would say probably 2018 is when things really started to take off in a new way. And, you know, I think that I was figuring out my own stuff. I had the right support, but I also think people started being really interested in human design in a really new way. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's really taken off the past couple of years, oh, yeah. um, which is exciting, which I mean, I don't actually, I don't know the history of human design. Like when, when did it first like come to be? So human design has been around since 1987. Um, okay. It was founded by a man named Ra Uhuru, who's no longer alive, but he basically had a really mystical experience where he received all this information um, and then spent the next 20 years building it out. And so it's been around for, I mean, it's relatively recent. It has been around for, what is it now? I guess a little bit more than 30 years, 35 yeah. years, mm-hmm. um, 36 mm-hmm. years. And I think that, I think that what has really changed in the past few years is there are just more people. I'm one of them, but there are many speaking about human design in just like more accessible, empowering, more mainstream ways, you know? And I think as with many things, you kind of start with like a more niche audience and then it grows, but I feel yeah. like it's being communicated in new ways. And I think it's allowing it to reach different audiences. Yeah. That's so cool. And so I feel like I've, I've, I've divot, I've dived, I've dove in <laughs> really head. I've, yes. Dove head first into being a projector. But, um, I feel like we need to kind of back up and let the curious cuties know what there there's other types out there, not just projectors. So, um, obviously human design categorizes people into different types. Can you, uh, briefly describe each type and its characteristics? Of course. So, High level, there are five different types. If you want to look up your type, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. There's going to be a lot of information, but look at type. And so there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And like we talked about initially, you know, I think type is such a integral part of our design because it helps us know how to use our energy in the most productive, effective way for us and how to create aligned opportunities, but it's also just the first piece. So just know that there's so much more underneath that will shed even more light and nuance in who you are. It's kind of like the sun sign, right? Like when people get into like Zodiac things. Yeah, exactly. So manifesting generators and generators make up the majority of the population. Again, this is not about, you know, you're like everyone else. This is the first piece, but this is the (laughs) makes of the majority. And these people collectively are the doers. They are the ones that have so much natural energy and life force and vitality to, to kind of build, create, and make things happen when they are so genuinely lit up and satisfied by what they're doing. And so I would say for both of these types, one of their biggest lessons is really prioritizing their satisfaction and doing the things that really light them up because the more lit up they are, the more they light up everyone around them, the more magnetic they are, and the more energy they have. And a big lesson for both of these types is boundaries because they have such natural energy. People can really want to, you know, use it and take advantage of it because they're <laughs> mm-hmm. so capable. And so, you know, it's really important for them to be quite discerning and really trust their gut to know what they're available for. Both types are not meant to chase after anything. They're really meant to wait for things to just show up in their world and light up their gut. It could be a podcast they listen to like yours. It could be, you know, a job posting they see, somebody they see on the street. Like when they feel that gut pull, they're just meant to follow it. And then the last piece I would share is in terms of the differences between the two, manifesting generators tend to be quite multi-passionate. 
they might like moving their energy in between many things and they're also very fast they can often find the fastest way to make something happen and might skip some steps along the way generators often really love mastery they love kind of really diving deep into a thing and may really enjoy the step-by-step -step process that said there's a lot of similarities so if you're a generator and you're like i love doing lots of things i would never tell you not to do it you might just find that like it's more productive for you to have, to have like one day where you go deep into this and then another day where you go deep into this and then the last piece that i would share is that an ideal day for generators and manifesting generators is often one where they wake up energized and excited they use up their energy throughout the day in ways that feel deeply satisfying and then they kind of drop out of bed just like so exhausted and spent in the best way they're like i have used it all up and now i can actually sleep it's often not mm. until they use their energy up that they can actually sleep deeply and well that makes yeah. sense yeah and we've got projectors oh go ahead Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, I there's the one that I hardly know anything about is reflect. Is it is there a reflector? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It. Yeah. So the, anyway, there's projector and reflector, but I don't I, I don't think I know any person who's a reflector. Is that like super rare? It's one percent. So, OK, yeah, somebody, but they might not know their reflector, you know, Got it. Um, but they're really rare. It's one in a hundred. So then projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. Projectors are often really good at asking the right questions. I find a lot of projectors I sit with our podcast hosts, you know, they often oh. are so attuned to people and kind of just can pull their truth out of them. Mm. As projectors, you know, we talked about this earlier, but your energy is really meant to ebb and flow. So you are not meant to consistently do, do, do throughout the day. You might have, you know, ups and downs, but it's not about consistent productivity. And so an ideal day for you is likely one where you feel like a lot of space, you know, a lot of ease and flow and don't feel like you need to have everything back to back. Um, as projectors, we often find a lot of our worth and like how much we can do. And that's a big thing to let go of, you know, to know that like our gift is not how hard we work or how much we do. It's really our perspective and how we see. And as projectors, as you shared, we are here to be invited in. So we are not here to chase after anything. We're here to have somebody be like, hey, you, like, I think you would be amazing at this. Would you share your wisdom here? I think you'd be great at this job. I think you'd be great at this thing. So we're really wait to, we're waiting to feel like authentically recognized and deeply seen by people. And the last piece I would share around that is that people cannot invite us unless they see us. So mm. our job is to really make ourselves visible and let ourselves be seen, whether that is posting a podcast, sharing on Instagram, sharing a newsletter, like letting people know you exist and allowing the right people to mm. resonate with your energy and come to you. So how do you, besides just, okay, so a podcast being on social media, I mean, a lot of that has a lot to do with doing, <laughs> like that's a lot, it's a lot of work to do those things. How do you like balance, um, like if you're, if I, if I'm trying to be seen and I, the best way I could feel is being invited and that I feel a lot of success from that. I feel good in that, but to be seen, like you have to, like you said, put yourself out there. How do you strike that balance of like, I'm sending emails like crazy. I'm like on, I'm making, you know, content for social media. I'm doing so many episodes, like whatever. Like, how do you strike that balance between putting yourself out there and the do, 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 and then okay, now I'm going to wait for people to come to me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's finding a way to do it that really feels sustainable, you know? And I know that yeah. at many stages of my journey, it didn't feel sustainable, you know? And mm -hmm. whenever I feel that these days, I'm like, oh, I see what's happening. Let me like build in a little bit more time. But it's not that we can't create things as projectors. I think like you said, you're actually meant to be incredibly efficient. But I would say yeah. instead of being like, I'm exhausted and I'm going to keep going, it's like, 
I'm actually going to take rest. And like, I don't need to maybe like working an eight hour or nine hour day, like isn't for me. Like maybe that's not the most effective thing. So maybe I'll like have a really powerful spurt of creating some content and then I'll like take a beat, you know, and kind of wait for yeah. the energy to rise again. And I also think the more invited in we are, the more energy we have. So if your podcast listeners make you feel really seen, you probably will feel more mm. inspired to show up in that space. Yeah. If you feel really seen on Instagram. It might be like, oh my God, I have so much I want to share, you know? So true. So those, those, it can create this like real sense of reciprocity. And that's been my experience in creating content where it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm like receiving so much from these people. And like, I, I have so much I want to give. And then there are moments where I don't feel that. And then I like kind of sit back and pause and don't try to like overexert. I think another piece I would add, and this is often not feasible at the beginning stages of a business is that, you know, projectors are often amazing people that kind of build businesses around. Mm. They carry a lot of innate talent, but they're not here to do it all themselves. And so like mm. in an ideal world, you as a projector will be empowered to do what you do best within the business and feel supported in the rest, you know? And so finding, again, not always feasible off the bat, but I feel yeah. like for our business, like my job is to be really, really good at human design, but like, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not strategic, you know, I'm not good at operating. Yeah. I don't do fine. Mm -hmm. like, I, those things are so... I'm just not great at them. And like in the early yeah. stages, I was like, I must be good at everything. And I just learned that's not my gift, you know? Yeah. And so I think really dialing in on like where you offer the most value and then eventually bringing on support for the rest when you can. I love that. Yeah. It's one of my top goals of my life is to eventually employ somebody yeah. to help me. Um, and so it's, yeah, that's like a, that would be like truly a dream come true. So I love that. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to our, our rare babies, okay. <laughs> the reflectors. Okay, so we've got, let me do manifestors first and then I'll do reflectors. Okay, great. Yeah. So manifestors also are rare. They're about eight to nine percent of the population. And manifestors are these very disruptive, innovative forces. They're really here to kind of get things started. Not here to kind of do all the doing to keep an idea alive, but more just like getting a ball off the ground. And mm. so often manifestors have been made themselves wrong for this, where it's like, oh, I like, I don't have the energy to keep it going, but they're not meant to. Like, they're going to get it started. They often thrive when they feel a lot of freedom, autonomy, and control. These people are not meant to be told what to do or guided in any way. They are here to do things on their own terms and in their own way. And their energy in some ways can be similar to projectors in that it's quite like bursty. Like they might mm. have this creative burst that can last a couple hours, couple days, couple weeks, and they need to kind of pull back and recharge and then wait for it to emerge again. Um, and so, you know, crafting a way of working ideally that really allows that. The final type is a reflector. And reflectors are the rarest type. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry with the dog. Oh, no, you're okay. It literally sounds just like my dog. <laughs> so, literally, I was like, wait, I don't, is that my dog? No, um, no, no, you're good. Uh, what, what kind of dog do you have? Because it literally sounds just like her. Okay, uh, oh. We have two rescues. One is a Siberian Husky, but the one that is barking right now is a German Shepherd Pitbull mix. Okay, yeah, mine's a Pitbull Blue Healer mix. And now she's going. Do you hear it? Oh, we're hearing each other now. Wait, that's so funny. Blue, like, is your dog called blue? Blue. Color? No, she's she's a blue healer pit mix. So she's she's an all blue dog. Yeah, like a gray blue. That's amazing because our dog, he was called blue. I don't when we first got him, he's like this really beautiful gray blue as well. But oh, but they, yeah. Okay, well, if that's the one barking, maybe they have similar vo vocal styles. I don't know. I don't know why she's making noise right now. I, but that's so random. That is so random. It's so well. Yeah, I hear babies anyway. in the background, so, you know. Just... No, literally, it's about being a human being. Like, our whole our whole shtick is, like, embracing the 
whole of being a human. Yeah. Um, so yeah, babies, dogs, I've been a very cars driving by, like it is what it is. Like let it, let it happen. I live in the woods, but <laughs> dogs and babies, yes. Um, okay. <laughs> so the final type is a reflector. Like you said, the most rare type, they're about 1%. So these are people that are very fluid. They will have days where they feel like projectors, generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, like oh, wow. their job is actually not to box themselves into one way of doing things, but to honor whatever feels like them that day, knowing it's all them. Oh, wow. Okay. And they, we call them evaluators in some, in the business context, because they just see and sense and feel things that so many people miss. And so they mm. really thrive when they're in positions where they're just really recognized and invited in to share their perspective. They also are incredibly sensitive to their environment. So one of their mm -hmm. most powerful tools for alignment is to put themselves in the right spaces, whether it's the right city, office, home, you know, coffee shop, table at a restaurant, like being in the right space is really what gets them in the right flow. And they move at a really different pace than many when it comes to decision-making decisions in particular, they're really meant to feel into things over a long period of time. So they are not meant to be kind of rash or fast in their decision making, mm -hmm. whereas you and your design, which is not true for all projectors, are meant to be quite speedy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I actually, I have written down and I started this a while ago. It's on my a notes app, like on my notes app on my phone, the people who are close to me, yeah. like and who they are, like what their human design is. Cause I'm always checking and I'm like sending your social media posts to them. Like I send them in like groups <laughs> to the specific human design. Um, and so let's see, my husband is a generator. Cool. Um, so when you're talking about generators, I was like, that sounds so much like him. So that makes sense. Um, and then, yeah, most of my, the people in my life are actually, most of them are generators or, um, manifesting generators. And then I have one really close best friend who is a manifester and your description of manifester. I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds a lot like her too. So yeah, it's just, it's so fascinating. It's so fun because, and I, and I love that you do that because I think this is true for a lot of us, but especially projectors, it's like, as projectors, we're really oriented towards like understanding other people. Like, yeah. Like, are not, like we just want to understand people. And so we're often really into systems like human design because it just gives us a new way to understand people. But I think when it comes to learning human design as projectors, our most natural way to learn is to look at everyone in our life and what they're <laughs> So we're like, oh, now I understand what it means to be a manifester because I see you and now I see yeah. you're being such a perfect projector. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it feels really aligned. I'm yeah. like, I can't wait to like keep digging in because there's so many things like there's the, the numbers, like I'm a five two i don't know what that means like there's so much there's so that i don't understand um so i'm just gonna keep like going for it and like all your website like you can buy right so i got my chart but then i can buy like more is it like more information a yeah. bigger blueprint okay okay so great. you basically can look up your chart and you can get like a little summary of your design and then we offer blueprint guides, which is basically a book all about your unique designs. So if you're like, I want to understand the numbers and I want to understand the shapes and I want yes. to understand like what this all means about me and how I can use it in my life, then that's a really good place for that. Okay. Love that. Um, okay. So how can understanding one's human design type help individuals live more authentically and in alignment with their true selves? So say they're a reflector or they're a generator, whatever it is. It's like, how can this on the on the like quick side like how can it like affect their lives and help them and then maybe in a bigger like a long term how does it like affect them yeah 
I mean, in so many ways, like I think that so often we have ideas of the way we think we're supposed to do things or mm -hmm. ideas of like how we've been told to do things. And mm -hmm. sometimes it might not feel right. And I think human design just gives us a really specific roadmap. It's like, this is the way of working. That's probably going to feel the most aligned for you. This is the way to build a business that probably is going to work for you. This is the way of yeah. growing up as a parent that actually might feel the most sustainable for you. And it's not in this like super prescriptive way, but it more just gives us like tools and things to be aware of. And so my experience personally is that when I really align with being a projector, like I saw every piece of my life transform both quickly and slowly, you know, as if like mm. my life now looks so different than it was nine years ago, but also the changes started happening pretty quickly. Like I think yeah. that when it comes to work, like I'll just use myself as an example. Like I really thought I was supposed to be a doer. I was like in the entrepreneurship scene in New York city. I was like, <laughs> I like, I'm going to hustle so hard. And like, I could pull that off for a little bit in my twenties, you know, but like I basically was like, I cannot sustain this. And so I think learning that I was a projector gave me so much permission to actually build a career around my gifts, which for us as projectors is our wisdom around people. Mm. You know, human design was like the best thing for me. I was like, oh, we just like, like being students. We love mastering systems. And like, yeah. it was just like, I think that I wouldn't have given myself permission to follow this direction in my career at all. And then I think yeah. more practically it is shape the way that we built our business, you know, in terms of like, mm. I've never done it alone. I've always had generators, you know, it's always been like this really <laughs> collaborative effort that has allowed me to just like be in my gift as a projector. I also think that it has shifted my relationships dramatically. And I don't know whether you've experienced this, but you know, as projectors, like we're here to be deeply recognized and seen, you know, and we're so good at seeing yeah. people, but it means that we need reciprocity. And I think that yeah. historically, like I had these really big, beautiful communities, but it wasn't it wasn't like at the intimate deep level that I was really craving. And I think learning I was a projector was like, Oh, like this is why it's not feeling good. And so like, yeah. I really let go of the bigness and I just invested in like a few quality one-on-one -on -one relationships, which honestly are like oh, all with projectors. Um, and it's just been so enlivening and so enriching for me to just like choose that. And I think knowing my design has really allowed that. And then also, you know, I'm a mom of an 11 month old, like parenthood is new to me. And I mm. think that, I know that I need time alone as a projector. I know that I can't consistently show up, you know, even last night I was like, yeah. my baby was just going wild. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired, you know, and just like in moments mm -hmm. like that, I'm like, I'm just going to lay down and like let her do her thing. Like I don't need to keep up with every single moment. And so, and I've given myself a lot of permission to take time alone as a new parent. So there are just so many applications of human design that I think can just allow us to show up in ways that feel so much more authentic in every part of our lives. And the thing that I mm -hmm. haven't mentioned is that it will transform our relationships because when we understand the people around us, we will treat them differently. Like I'm married to a generator. I know that as, as well, we're the same, it's <laughs> a great combo. Like I think that as, as capable as he is, I also know that like, I'm not meant to keep up with him. So I don't put pressure on myself to do that, you know? And like, I know that he's yeah. somebody who responds well to specific questions, you know, when making decisions, not open-ended ones. So like, there are just so many ways that I have learned how to honor and create space for him that, you know, are really different things than what I, than what I need as a projector. Wow. So, well, I can't, ended, but go ahead. yeah, no, I can't wait to, I, I want to hear, I'm, I'd love to hear more about your dynamic um, with him. Um, our relationship has been ebbing and flowing for a long time. Oh, we've been married for five and a half years, but he was my drummer originally. I was in music, so very long story short. Um, it's been fascinating. And now we're both into this like entrepreneurial like side of our relationship and that's been really exciting and he's been working a lot and like getting up super early working late nights and like it's been 
interesting because in the past I've been in the in kind of the position of like employing him in a way if that makes sense and now we're in a place where I'm like finding a slower routine but yet more I'm a lot more focused like I this podcast is like my full time and so I'm busier than ever in a way but like in my own way like I have I'm busier because I've implemented other things that like really fill me up while he's like running around like crazy which eventually he has to calm down because it's not sustainable how like much he's working yeah but yeah so it's just been fascinating to see how uh our dynamic has kind of just been like shifting and all of that so i love that you're also married to a generator Uh, do you still work with companies by the way like do you still like okay okay yeah um so uh, yeah i'm kind of curious how that side of it it like well, I'm just curious how that works. Like how can companies and organizations, I guess, like uh, how can they use human design to improve team dynamics and productivity? Yeah, I think that, you know, in a similar way that StrengthsFinder, Maya Briggs or these systems kind of deepen understanding of the people on the team, human design does the same thing where when I come into teams, it's really helping them understand each person on the team and how to really leverage them. You know, like mm. what their gifts are, where their challenges might show up, like how they're meant to be communicated to, how they best process things. Like, you know, I, I sit with some people. It's so funny. I often sit with teams that are like most people are incredibly independent. They like mm-hmm. love meetings and they're all like, we've got to take all these meetings. And they're like so burnt out. And I'm just like, you guys really aren't me- like you guys are all just meant to be in your own flow. Like I would just like suggest, you know, a quick meeting at the top of the week and at the end of the week. And so there are just like so many little practical ways that human design mm-hmm. can be used to shift a team into a way of working that again just feels better. But I think yeah. if you can imagine, it's like if you're a projector and you're on a team and you're say employed by a generator and they're expecting you to be a generator, it's going to be hard, you know, because you're yeah. probably going to be great at the beginning and then burn out or say yeah. you're a manifesting generator whose gift is you moving very quickly. You might be really disappointed when you discover that everyone doesn't move as fast as you. And the thing is they're not meant to. So then you're like, okay, what are their gifts and how can I really leverage them? And so I think in the context of a team, it's really helping them understand how to leverage each person they have. And I think ultimately mm. that makes teams so much more effective and so much more harmonious because all these like little things stop getting in the way because they just understand each other. And also mm. like one of the most powerful ways that human design can impact a team is helping us know how to communicate with each other. Like some right. people need really specific questions. They need options. They need somebody to be like, hey, like, do you like option A or option B? Like they need you to present answers then rather than kind of having like an open-ended question. Or if some people love open-ended questions, other people like don't like questions at all. They just want to be like kept in the loop of what's happening. And so these like small shifts can just make working together feel so much better. So mm. It's working with teams is one of my favorite things because I think so often teams struggle not because it's even the wrong team, but just because right. they understand each other. And I think human design just helps them understand each other on a much deeper level and gives them tools to actually support each other in a way that works for them. Yeah. Work better as a team. I was just thinking like, um, I, I really like to get paid for my skills, not the time. (laughs) And I think that might be a projector thing because like I had mentioned earlier, like what may take somebody a week takes me like an afternoon, but then I'm like, I can't work Like I can't do that same thing again tomorrow, like all day. Like I have to get it all done at one time and then I'm done. And so I have found in the past as somebody who's been employed, like if I, as an employee, I get really frustrated. I do get burnt out really quickly in jobs because 
I quickly do the, the do the thing. I correct the system or I like, you know, do the job and I get it done before noon. And then I'm just like twiddling my thumbs or asked, you know, oh, great. You did that. Now here's like another load. I'm like, no, no, no. I just did what you expected in one day. I don't want to do more. Like I don't want stuff to be added onto. And so I found in my like career yeah. things like if I'm looking to make like a, like side money or anything like that. Um, I also do photography and I love working as a photographer because I get paid for my skill set. And yes, I guess technically my time as well. But I first of all, I set those prices because I know how quickly I can get things done and how good I like the quality I am giving them, like all these things versus like being like a clock in employee like that is really hard for me because then I know I'm supposed to be in in it for the long game. So I give like my baseline level. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to give it my all because I'll give it my all and be done in two seconds and be burnt out. And then I'll never, then I'll, then it's just, it never works out for me. <laughs> it's like, not, it's never gone well for me. Um, and so anyway, I just, I was just thinking about that. I was like, Oh, maybe that's a projector thing. Totally. It's like, I think in general, it's really ideal. I know it's not always feasible to kind of be paid for right. value created, not hours worked as a projector. Um, yeah. Because again, it's like, you working longer hours is not going to make you more effective. Like, yes, and can do things in very effective, efficient bursts. And I think human design are really, sorry, projectors specifically are really here to show us like a very new way of working, you know, that mm. isn't like consistent productivity. So I love that you already know that about yourself. And I think that like, that's right on. It is not about like doing, doing, doing it all. It's being like really effective and efficient, being really yeah. comfortable what you do and then yeah. rest in and unwind. Yeah. Love that. And creating like, engagement communication like that's I love that side of it as well like the connection um, but I have to have energy for it so I, yeah finding that space um in your experience how does living in alignment with one's human design lead to greater success and fulfillment in life um like overall like not in just now we talked about work and now we talked about a little bit in relationships but like f for me giving myself the grace that like projectors need and having space like how can that reflect for somebody maybe who's not a projector since we've been talking a lot about that say let's talk about like manifestors or generators like how does that yeah you know affect them yeah well let me tell you there's a piece of our design that speaks to what it feels like to really be on track as each type like what the mm. signal of alignment will be so for projectors to be on track is to feel successful and that's mm. and I will talk about other types too and that basically is like <laughs> we're like we just feel really recognized and appreciated for the work that we do and feel like really yeah. valued and well compensated for projector yeah. sorry for generators and manifesting generators to be on track is to feel deeply satisfied and how okay. that usually shows up is like they end the day and they're like I'm just so satisfied by the way that I use my energy today I love, mm. on. I love who I spent time with I love the way that I move my body and like I just like I feel so fulfilled and so like you know, generators and manifesting generators are such precious energy. And so satisfaction comes, like I said at the beginning, when they're really discerning and just are really channeling it into things that just bring them a lot of personal fulfillment. And they start to see that not as a selfish choice, but actually as the best choice for everyone around them. That makes me love that. Yeah, totally. Thinking of my husband and all the other generators in my life. <laughs> totally. And, and then manifestors, when they're on track, it shows up as peace. And, you know, like mm. I said at the beginning, 
they're really here to feel free, like free to do what they want when they want. And so the way that peace really manifests is they like feel this freedom in their life to like pursue their ideas, bring ideas to life, like do things in the way that they want to do them, not in the way others want to do them. Like they have lots of space and time to kind of be alone and just be like in the magic of solitude and then work when they're inspired. So there's like this peace that comes when they just feel free. And that mm. is the kind of signal that they're in alignment. Whereas for reflectors, this one I find so interesting, it's called surprise. And it basically is around the fact that like reflectors are meant to just be so fluid in the way they express themselves. Like I shared before that to be in alignment is to just like allow yourself to feel really surprised by like what part of you wants to come out that day and, and what is next for you in your life. You know, reflectors aren't mm -hmm. really here to choose and find their one purpose. They're here to wear many different hats over the course of their life. And so when they're in alignment, they just kind of like revel in like life's plot twists as they like keep moving in different directions. So that's the indicator they're on track. Oh my gosh. I, I, now I'm going to be on the, the hunt reflector. to discover who is a reflector. We're going to find Um, because, because I'm so fascinated by that personality. Um, cause couldn't be me. <laughs> and that's, that's too ebb and flow for me. I need a little bit of routine. I need to know what's coming. Um, that's, yeah, that's so interesting. Is there like a, is there a celebrity or somebody that we would all know who's a reflector that you know of? I wish there were more, you know, again, it's because they're yeah. rare. It's harder to find. Sandra Bullock is one. Oh my gosh. Okay, great. So she's Love a good that. one. And then, um, do you know Amma? A-M-M-A. I don't. She's like called the hugging saint. She basically goes around and hugs people. She's hugged millions of people. Um, okay. To hug from her. Um, but she's a reflector as well. So those are okay. the two that are more well-known. Oh my gosh. I love that. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm just going to ask gonna... everybody in my life now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be more. I've always been the girl who's like, what's your birth date and time? Like I've, I've been into like Zodiacs for a while. Yeah. Um, so now I just like plug it into your website and be like, like I got to find out who you are. <laughs> um, okay. Can you share some practical tips or strategies for curious cuties um, to start applying human design principles to their daily lives? Yeah, of course. So I'm going to do it by type because okay. everyone's different. So yep. I think for generators specifically, I would, I would take inventory of your life and ask yourself who and what is lighting you up the most and who and what is depleting and draining you the most. And, you know, the goal is not to be 100% lit up by every single thing you do, but have it be a priority. And so if mm -hmm. there are things that you've been feeling really drawn to, like making music or launching a podcast, like I would encourage you to follow it because again, the more lit up you are, the more you start to magnetize your way. So I would just take inventory and start to create a little bit more space each day and each week to kind of do the things that bring you a lot of satisfaction and a lot of joy. I think for manifesting generators, you know, manifesting generators are meant to keep reinventing themselves. They're probably going to be bored if they stick with one thing for so too long. <laughs> so I would also encourage them to take inventory, but ask themselves more, is there anything they're holding on to because they think they should, but their energy is no longer there for it? And I would mm. really encourage them to give themselves permission to kind of pivot and let go because such a core part of their design is trying on things and letting go of things. And they are not meant to fit into any box. And so also reflect on where they maybe are trying to fit into a box that just was never built for them. I feel like um, I've been guessed as a man manifesting generator before. Like people have guessed my human design type and they've thought that of me. Yeah. So I feel like there's like some relatable 
things between projector and manifesting generator. Yeah. Well, also it's funny because, you know, in your design in particular, like you're so sensitive to others and it means you can like really amplify other people's energy. And so like if you're around a lit up manifesting generator, like you are going to like amplify that lit up excited energy like twofold you know so you're big like, time you're like i'm like everybody's hype girl like totally. intense yeah because you're mirroring back to them where they are and so like you're such a good reflection in that way so people might interpret that as like that's all you and like it is you but it is also like how attuned you are to your people oh my gosh i love that wait where did you see that what like what what gives you that in my chart so there are there's a piece of our design called open centers and they basically are the shapes in your design that are white and the shapes in your design that are white are the areas where you are the most sensitive to other people's energy and so you have seven of nine centers white um, meaning that like (laughs) in most areas you are taking in and feeling so much from the environment around you and again you're amplifying and mirroring it back so I, i feel like why I think you might be perceived that is because you like when somebody's excited, you are doubly excited when they're like, that's like, literally what I do. Like, and then I, I get confused though, because then I get so hyped up. I'm like, Oh, am I, is this my dream? Like genuinely I've had to really, really figure out what's like for me, what is my passions? What's like, I see somebody like even online doing something that is working for them. And I'm like, it, that looks exciting. And I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, I get hyped up about it. And then I, I'm like, is am I passionate about that or am I passionate about that for them it's great it's I say it's great because like that is definitely one of your your questions like I think human design reveals the areas that can be the most challenging for us so I think like one of those white shapes in your design one of those areas of sensitivity is what we call your undefined head center and it basically means you're very easily excitable and very easily (laughs) influenced by other people's inspiration and honestly you articulated it perfectly is that like yeah. When you're around somebody that's really excited and inspired by an idea, like it's very easy for you to become really excited by and inspired by that idea. So the challenge yes. for you is in those moments, be like, I'm going to go do this thing because it's so exciting, but you might actually walk away from their energy and be like, I don't want to do that thing, but their excitement for it was inspiring. You know? Yes. So I think that like, we have to learn how to work with all these things because there are such potential <sighs> gifts in all of them, but they can also be challenging. So so I would say for you, like the gift is that you are very easily excitable, very easily inspired, but the shadow expression is feeling really scattered and kind of being pulled in different <laughs> directions. And like, you must pursue every single idea that comes. Oh yeah. I feel very seen right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And for the people who've been listening to the podcast for years, like they know me pretty well and they, I'm sure are like nodding their heads are like, okay, Lauren, calm it down. Um, okay. Anyway, sorry. I, okay, I so, derailed you. No, it's, it's, it's great because again, I just think it reminds people of like how much nuance there is underneath our type. So yeah, in terms of a practical tip for projectors, you know, as projectors, we are so susceptible to overdoing and not knowing when to stop. And mm-hmm. so I would just start to create a few pockets within your day and week where you can just like, it can be a calendar invite for yourself, whatever it is, and just check in with yourself and be like, do I need rest? Like, is it useful to just like take some time to like, not be productive right now and i know that for me as a projector i used to feel that even rest had to be productive it'd be like what Mm -hmm. can i learn what could i do and i think it's been a real lesson for me of being like how can i create time to be intentionally unproductive like i I cannot produce anything in this time let me just like be and see what i feel drawn Mm -hmm. to so i think just normalizing that and also as a projector if you get to that moment and you're like i'm so energized and on fire honor that i think just give yourself a moment to check in um 
I think for manifestors, manifestors are here to initiate things. Mm. They are not here to chase after anything. Like when an urge bubbles up, they're just meant to follow it. So I would just start to write down the urges and ideas that are really bubbling up within you. And I might feel scary to pursue them all, but maybe pursue one, you know, because it's really kind of building trust in your capacity to be the first and to pursue a thing and make the first move. The final one is for reflectors. You know, as I mentioned, reflectors are really sensitive to their physical space and being in the right space gets them in the right flow. So I would just reflect on what are the spaces in your life that feel the best online and offline? Like, is it a community? Is it a coffee shop, a restaurant, a park, a co-working space? And I would just spend more time there. And again, mm-hmm. know that being in the right space is the thing that gets you in the right flow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that for each type. My pleasure. Um, Okay. Are there any common misconceptions that uh, are about human design that you would like to clarify? Yeah. I think that a big um, misconception, it's just like, I think with, as with all systems, you're going to get the person's perspective you're learning from. And I think sometimes the way that people share human design is like certain types can't do this, you know, or Mm -hmm. certain types can't partner with each other, whatever it is. And I think I really firmly believe that human design is not meant to tell us what we cannot do. It just lets us know how we can do that thing best. So I don't think that it can eliminate the jobs that we can do. I don't think it means that like certain types can't partner with other types. It just means that like, it just helps us know like once we're in a situation, how can we really be in that job or how can we really, um, you know, approach a partnership in a way that really works. So I just want to say it is not meant to be a thing that it limits. It's more, I think that gives you more insight into how you can do that thing best. Got it. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Obviously you've talked about some of like your personal background with it and how you came to human design. Um, But do you have any, uh, like any ways that applying human design has influenced your, your personal and professional life now that you've been in it? Like not, not just that it's become your career, but also how you've applied it into your job, like how you exist. And, And I know you spoke on this a little bit about, how you focus in on like the things that you're good at, but could you talk just a little bit more on how that looks for you, like on a day to day or a week to week kind of situation? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that as I shared a little bit before, part of our job as projectors is to make ourselves visible. And Mm. so, you know, when it comes to our business, like it's never been around like pitching certain people it's been more around how can we make ourselves more visible? And so I yeah. think a lot of my job is to make ourselves visible. You know, it's more like, how can I share and write and speak and just like let more people see us and assess mm. the number for them. And so I say, I would say that has been hmm. a really big piece of our approach is just like visibility, you know, and I'm sure that we're going to have yeah. other approaches in the future, you know, like I'm sure we'll do paid ads or things like that in the future, but right now it's just been like, how can we just share and see what happens? And that has been really successful for us. Um, and then I think on a day-to-day basis as well, especially as a new parent, it's like, it is so tempting to overwork. Like that is, again, one of our biggest challenges as projectors is not knowing when to stop. And so I think that a big lesson for me is again, just creating like really strong boundaries and hard cutoffs for myself, you know, in terms of just being like, I'm going to stop at this point, you know, whenever I get done, I'm just going to stop. And like, and just knowing that when I'm like pushing, because I think that like, I need to do more. I don't create anything great, you know? Mm. And so I think really allowing those ebbs and flows on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I think also, I mean, it's, it's my relationships are so key. I think even with my daughter and with my parents, you know, it's so interesting always to look back at a family that you grew up with. 
Because like, you know, I'm a projector (laughs) as projectors like you, like we often see a lot of things and we want to give a lot of guidance. We like have a lot of ideas of how things can be made better, which is why we have to be invited in because if people aren't ready for our guidance, it can feel like too much. But I grew up in a family of two manifestors and manifestors are not here to be told what to do. You know, and so like, oh yeah, right. Okay. I've been like, but there's so many better ways to do it, and it just didn't work. And I think it was so mm. relieving to learn my design and be like, oh my god, like I was just not communicating in a way that worked for them, and also like they don't want to be told what to do. Like if they're ready, they'll mm. like. It. So I think there are also so many simple shifts I've made in my closest relationships that have just made things feel better. You know, because I just okay. like didn't understand how they worked differently, and I think human design just gave me the way to understand that. And like, you know, my daughter's 11 months old. So, you know, I'm going to learn a lot as she grows older, but she's a manifesting generator. Like she is an opposite design okay. to me in so many ways. And so I just love knowing this now because I also mm. have no expectation that she'll be like me. And I just like yeah. seeing all these ways where she's already shown <laughs> so differently. And I'm like, oh, this is just so fun to watch because I don't need her to be like me, you know? And like, yeah, I don't need to be like her. And so let's just like create space for that. I love that. Had do you did you say that you um the people around you are mostly generators or projectors? I don't remember what you said. So um I have a lot of generators and manifesting generators in my well, okay. not a lot, in my family, in my home. Okay. Um, yeah. a lot of my best friends uh, at the moment are projectors. Okay. I yeah, I I wanna find more projectors. <laughs> I have one friend that's a projector and I can tell we function yeah. very similarly the way we ask questions. I feel very seen by her, totally. like very seen by her. And we don't even like talk that often, but every time I'm with her, I'm like, you see, like, it's like, it's like every, it's so many other people. I feel like I can be really close with them, but some things just kind of like go through them. Yeah. Whereas like, she just like, I look at her and we're talking and I'm like, oh, you're like seeing what's like, on the inside (laughs) like you're seeing me um which is really like the best feeling in the world like there's like no better feeling for me than to feel like understood seen um and so yeah that's great um again i'm i'm very fascinated to uh ask more people their human design not that i'm gonna judge them but at the same time i will a little bit because seemingly and like it I, from what I can tell, it works. <laughs> and, and like, and I'll also say there's like magic to all of it. You know, it's like I have so many yes. manifesting generator best friends and like they like hype me up beyond and they like inspire. Yeah. Me so I have manifestor best friends and family and they're like the most provocative forces in my life. Like they're often the ones that have sparked like the biggest changes. I think part of yeah. why I have so many, I would, I mean, I do actually have a lot of manifesting generator close friends right now, but I think part of why I have so many projector close friends is because I made this big transition socially to like, or mm. like one-on-one death reciprocity and like mm-hmm. it was just like that was like the most that was such a beautiful way to play with that you know and not mm. expanding beyond that but I think projectors like that's just a thing that we often desire so I obviously found a lot of projectors in that process love that yeah um amazing you've you've obviously built a big community too like online around your work um can you think of and share maybe a story of how human design um, has positively impacted your followers or like any examples of people who've overcome challenges or obstacles by utilizing human design? I mean, I think that, I think at the very core, I think human design just gives us permission to be who we are. You know, I think that it's, it's very familiar too. It's like often, and I think probably the way that you experience when you learn your human design, it's like, Mm. it doesn't often feel like it's speaking in all this like new language. It's more just Mm -hmm. 
oh yeah, that is me. And like how I've been running away from that for a long time. Yeah. So obviously on Instagram, there's only so much I can share. I can't get into like the depth of a lot of things that I teach on. And yet still these like simple reminders can be so permission giving for people. Or they're just like, oh yeah, like this is why this is working and this is why it's not. And so I think even on a platform like that, I just find that having daily reminders of like, it's okay to be this way and it's okay that I'm not this way is like such an amazing balm and like permission slip and often a thing that we need to be reminded of, even if we've been studying human design for decades. Like yeah. for me, it's like, I've been teaching this for nine years and still like daily reminders. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I see why that's working. Like, <laughs> they're so necessary. So I think, mm. um, I think social media has been such a beautiful way to offer people those reminders. Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind me asking, do you know your top, your big three, your zodiac? Well, I always forget, but yes, I do. So, sun is Taurus. Or... Well, sun is wait. Oh, Taurus. Okay. Okay. So. My rising is, well, the other two are Scorpio and Capricorn. Okay. You just don't know which one is which. Which is which. Okay. It'd be interesting if you were Capricorn moon, just I because think I'm, Capricorn I'm also moon. Capricorn. Because that's what I am too. I think rising <laughs> Scorpio. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my, my rising is Pisces. And I, I have always said that like maybe my projector side is more like my rising side. <laughs> my like softer, yeah. dreamier spacious side yeah um but that's also me just super judging my earth signs um which you're also an earth sign being a taurus mm -hmm. so makes a lot of sense um also the other projector i know she's a taurus <laughs> okay. so yeah. yeah she's a taurus with um i don't i think scorpio rising yeah as well so um anyway very similar um i was just curious i i, I obviously i know a little bit more about zodiac than i do human design yeah. at this point um but just knowing who i am i'm probably just gonna do a deep dive after this conversation about everything okay. um yeah. <laughs> it's just what i do um but yeah okay thanks i i was just so curious what yeah. you were and if you knew what you were um where do you see the future of human design in like where do you see that it's heading and how do you pl plan to continue evolving in this field of human design? Hmm. I think that the deeper I go into human design and the more I share, the less dogmatic I become. Mm. So I think like at the beginning, it was just like, this is human design. This is the truth. And now yes. like, whatever. I'm just like, I, and, and whatever, I mean, if it's useful, great. If it's not, let it go. Yes. Like, I feel like my role is never to convince people of anything of like, and it's not yes. even to be like, this is true. It's like, is it useful? And just to ask that question. And my experience yeah. is that people are like, oh my God, it's so useful. Tell me everything, even when they're totally skeptical at first. And so I think my role feels like it just is continuing to bring it into a more mainstream space and communicating mm. about it in a way that is really accessible and empowering to people that have historically not been open to systems like these. I also think that, you know, mm -hmm. I spent a lot of the last year, year and a half, really educating and supporting a lot of other human design guides and really kind of preparing mm -hmm. other people to share human design with the world. So that's like a big part of my, what's on my heart right now. It's just like creating space for them to share because I have one voice in human design and I'm glad that it's been useful for many and it's just one voice, you know, and like, yeah. and I think that like, there are so many new amazing human design guides that have so many new interesting voices. And so I think that 
it's really about not about me anymore. It's about just kind of creating a space for like new voices and new interpretations so people can really kind of see what resonates with them. So I think really creating a space for them to all thrive feels like a really big priority. And then I think future, 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 like I would love for human design to access and reach the mainstream. I know it will, you know, I know that we're just at the beginning and then I think eventually we won't need human design. I think human design like gives us so much permission to be ourselves, mm. but I think eventually like we don't need that permission because we just know it, you know? Mm, and so mm -hmm. like, I, I think that it is such an amazing hack right now. and such an amazing tool to be like, okay, let me really align with how I'm meant to do things in every area of my life. But I think ultimately we won't need it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's how I feel about everything too. Like the systems, like I love a routine and I love a system, but it's, they're beautiful because eventually I hope to one day we don't need them. Like 100%. we just have space and we have like grace for people and for ourselves. And we recognize that there's nuance within each of us and with, within each, uh, the way we function and the way we um, live out our relationships and things like that. I just, yeah, I think that's such a beautiful answer um, because yeah, at the end of the day, it would be nice if we just accepted <laughs> each other for just, what however they come um and i think yeah human design right now is like a great system yeah. that helps us learn yes um, but eventually maybe we could do without that would be amazing i think so too and also just normalizing kind of taking the time to understand how we uniquely operate you know like that's just part of yes. how we do things so like oh like how am i going to do things let me not assume that i'll do it like everyone else like let me figure out what it is for me right right Okay, so besides human design, I know that's like, you know, our main thing here, but um, besides human design, are there any tools or uh, practices you recommend for self-discovery and personal growth? Hmm. Great question. I mean, honestly, I've explored so many different things over the years. I feel like, I feel like at this moment in my life, there's not like, I don't feel like I have space for another system. Mm -hmm. um but so like I feel like so much of my own self-discovery and I was like through relationships through like mm -hmm. my mother and through my partnership like I feel mm -hmm. like I, I learned so much in a relationship that I cannot learn alone mm -hmm. so I feel like I felt like I was like so progressed in a certain way before I you know got married and like ended up in this partnership and then I like had this relationship and I was like oh man there's so much stuff that I have not addressed like, <laughs> being in a relationship has been really confronting in such a beautiful way for me so I think that is a big yeah. one and then like you know I think really simple ones of just giving ourselves space just to kind of be away mm -hmm. from it all like I think we mm -hmm. are in such an information heavy time in our world and I think that I know for me that I can feel really disconnected when I get really lost in that. So I think yeah. a big piece of my own self-discovery journey is just like creating space to kind of be without input and just seeing what arises in those spaces, because that often gives me a lot of guidance around where I want to go. Yeah. That, not that I want anyone to turn off the podcasts because <laughs> that's not what I want here. But at the same time, like I have recommended it. I'm like, okay, at some point you got to turn off yeah. the podcast. You got to put the self-help book down. Yeah. You got to stop timing yourself. Like just, just be like go outside or take a, get in the car, like, and don't turn anything on. Like it's okay to be in silence. Like I think those are really important. Um, and I, I love that you said that relationships are like, it's part of like self-growth. Like if you are intentional and if you're present in a relationship you're going to be learning about yourself and about that relationship and really the world around you and how yeah. you function yeah. um it's yeah because our relationships are a mirror of ourselves i feel like at times um and yeah so that's just so simple you know a lot of times we just like to concoct so many 
things that we can add to our routines and our wellness regime. Um, actually, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's fun, <laughs> but we need that space. We do. And like another piece I would add, this is like totally not the answer to your question, but like, I think as somebody that was so oriented towards like self growth for so much of my life, like, mm-hmm. I feel like growth happens when we like allow it. But I think yeah. me just like obsessing about it was like not productive. Yes. You know, I know for a lot of my life, I was like, I would only read nonfiction. It was just like self-development books only, you know, like, yeah. I, like since 2020, I've just really like allowed myself to read a lot more fiction. And like, I would say like, that's actually been a really powerful tool for growth because like, I love that, you know, it's just like given me, like, it's not just like, I must do these things, but more like, let me just experience like the magic of writing and like other people's stories and poetry and like see what comes up in those spaces. So like, I, I think that for me, it's been a bit of a more non-traditional approach over the past couple of years, which I really needed after so many years of like, just oriented towards growth and just trusting like it happens when we allow it, but it doesn't have to be constant. Mm, so good. Oh, that's going to be so good. I can't wait for the curious cuties to hear that because that's a good reminder for all of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I have one last question and then we're done. Um, sadly for me, cause I've been loving talking to you. Yeah. Um, but okay. So you mentioned following your curiosity as a life compass, which I love. Yeah. Um, so how has curiosity played a role in your own journey with human design? I mean, I feel like curiosity is like so often our greatest guide, you know, it's like, I feel like even in this moment in my life, it feels like there are so many things I'm curious about that actually feel like really unexpected. I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, I feel like weirdly drawn to learning this thing or exploring this thing. And like, I just know that there's something there for me, like in the same way that when human design came into my life and I was really curious about it and I got invited into it, like, I didn't like get into it to build a business, to build a career. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, Mm -hmm. this is so interesting. Like I can just see how useful this would be. And then it like became a whole thing and like became so much of my life. And so like, I think that I just feel like curiosity is so often the signal that we're meant to follow. And Mm. into what you shared about what we've been talking about, it's like, it also requires that we take the time to listen and just pay attention. And I even noticed from like, oh, I've been curious about this thing for a long time and I really have not been acting on it. Like what happens when I do so mm. that? Like it just offers us nudges to listen to. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Um, well, thank you so much for being on Curio City today. Um, it's been truly an honor. Yeah. Um, I love your work. Like I mentioned, I send to all the appropriate human design types (laughs) there (laughs) every time I'm like, Oh, I post mine to my story. And then I send according um, to my friends and they've, they've loved it and they've followed. And um, I really appreciate your work and how you show up online. And again, as being a projector, I have found like a lot, a lot of commonality with you. And through this conversation, it's like another reminder that like, I want more projectors in my life. (laughs) Um, So yeah, thank you so much for uh, talking to me today and um, tell everyone where they can find you. I'll put it in the show notes, but just go ahead and tell people where they can find you. Of course. So um, on Instagram, I'm at Erin Claire Jones and human design blueprint. And then on human design blueprint.com is where you can look up your chart and all the things. And like we shared earlier, if you want to learn about your design, the best place is to get your blueprint guide. And I'm happy to get a discount code for your audience. If you want that. Oh, amazing. Yes, we'll do that. Cool. Okay. So, great. so we'll work on curiosity. Curiosity. Yep. Curiosity. That's perfect. Curiosity. So curiosity will be the discount code. Perfect. 
right? Okay, great. (laughs) So that will be in the description, the show notes. So you guys won't miss that out. Um, And we'll do an intro for this as well. So I'll include it into the intro. Um, And Aaron, thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate you. Me, of course. It was such a pleasure. Yay. All right, Curious Cuties. Thank you for tuning in. Stay curious. Love you guys. And until next time, bye.